Hello, hi, and welcome back to a new episode of Two Teaspoons of Positivity. The date is the 5th of June. Uh, happy Pride Month, everyone. And the time is 2.27 a.m. EST. I was going to upload this episode last week, but Memorial Day is Memorial Day weekend and the week that follows Memorial Day weekend. It, it's difficult, <laughs> but I don't want to waste anyone's time with that. So let's start with our stories for the day. Well, we'll be following a different format this time because I want to talk about the main stories first, then the big baby story, and then the baby stories. <laughs> there's a, there's a there's a method to the madness. <laughs> so the first news, um, the first story is about blimps. So carbon neutral short haul air travel will be possible by the end of the decade according to a project that is focusing on putting airships back in the skies. Such a development could reduce emissions from aviation which is a notoriously difficult sector to decarbonize. Uh, <laughs> I can understand the fear and the paranoia around the subject. I mean, you're putting airships back in the skies, what's next, Hindenburg? Let's calm down, let's take a deep breath and <laughs> stop thinking about the Hindenburg. Um, okay, so the UK-based uh, company, uh, Hybrid Air Travels, they they unveiled air routes last week that, and they're hoping to provide services from 2025. So. There are three routes. One is from Liverpool to Belfast. The other one is from Barcelona to the Bal to the Balearic Islands, and the third one is from Seattle to Vancouver. The hundred-seater airships would initially used both combustion and electric engines, and provide a range of four hundred and sixty miles. How much is that in kilometers? I should check. Um, Uh, for those who are not using the imperial system, that's 740 kilometers. But for those of us who are using freedom units, that's 460 miles. Anyway, uh, what, 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 where was I? Right. So according to this company, Hybrid Air Vehicles, HAV, the CO2 footprint per passenger would be 75% lower than it would be on a plane. That is a massive reduction. But it's it's risky at the same time, right? So by 2030, the company aims to have an operational zero emissions all electric fleet. That's that's not a bad idea. I I really hope they succeed, because uh, current uh, blimps they use helium instead of hydrogen. It's a little expensive, but it's safer. So HAV's Airlander 10 prototype has undergone six successful test flights. Uh, Five of them were completely successful. One of them crash landed, but no one got hurt and didn't catch on fire. The blimp is regulated to fly in the UK, and HAV has said that they will have three aircrafts ready by 2025, and after that they will be building 12 every year. That was a good story. I, as someone who has only seen pictures and heard about blimps from grandparents and 
people who were alive during second world war uh, i'd like to see that <laughs> just without the swastika anyway uh, the next story is from australia so tasmanian devils made history in australia i think everyone knows this by now uh tasmanian devils have been born in the wild in mainland australia for the first time in 3000 years is it to say 300 years no it's 3000 years seven uh, pups were born at the barrington wildlife sanctuary in new south wales this week i really wish i could show you guys some pictures because they look like angry little balls of fluff i saw a video of a caretaker being chased by one of them the video is oh it's still cute oh god uh right digression apologies so the species disappeared from mainland australia around 3000 years ago and it until recently the the tasmanian devil population was confined to the island of tasmania where numbers have been falling so last year about 30 devils were introduced reintroduced to new south wales by this charity called the aussie ark uh, its president tim faulkner i am pretty sure i mispronounced that name i am sorry for that so the the president of aussie ark described this um, this as a very big milestone and honestly it is i i'd love to see these little idiots <laughs> back in the bush again <laughs> i i've seen way too many videos of these guys they're very cute okay uh the final story for last week was the final big story for last week was that shell the the oil company shell was ordered to slash emissions so what happened was that a dutch court right so a dutch court has ordered shell to slash emissions in a landmark case that could have implications for other big polluters as well campaigners have described the verdict as a monumental victory for our planet and honestly it's about damn time that ah, shucks i shouldn't have, i shouldn't cuss i am really sorry for that but yeah it's 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 it is way overdue i mean cleaning up after yourself is a very common concept i don't understand why people forget it the moment they they make billions of dollars <laughs> i can understand why but still it's stupid anyway uh, by 2030 shell is ordered to reduce emissions by 45% and oh 45% compared to 2019 levels so not only do they have to cut back emissions they also need their emissions also need to be lower than they were in 2019 i think that's what that means so this the verdict came from a court in the hague the corporation has said that it expected it okay the corporation will appeal against the decision of course they will but i'm hoping that they will come to their senses and follow the court's orders it is believed to be the first time that a company has been legally obliged to align its policies with the paris climate accord it i think it is the first time i think uh, we will see more of, more of these cases and more and similar verdicts in the months and years to come this is uh not only is it very necessary it's also uh very time appropriate right okay so the let, let's move on to the big baby stories we only have one big baby story this week i couldn't find this anywhere i don't know why so the big baby story for last week was 
that the holy grail of car batteries was in, was invented so the inconvenient truth about electric cars is that they don't last as long as uh, cars that utilize fossil fuels and it also takes longer to charge a tesla than it does to <laughs> it says here it it takes longer to charge a tesla than it does to fill up a flap a clapped out fiat <laughs> okay uh, so scientists at harvard have developed what they describe as the holy grail of battery technology a stable lithium metal solid state battery that can be charged and discharged 10000 times and fully charged within 10 to 20 minutes that is amazing can you imagine just staying 20 minutes at a charging station wow i mean it takes hours i i haven't i never mind <laughs> researchers said that the battery would last longer charge quicker and likely be cheaper than existing lithium ion batteries further unleashing the potential for electric vehicles yeah i think if this becomes ubiquitous this is the end <laughs> for uh this is the end for fossil fuels in cars because it, no one wants it the only reason why everyone's still using it is because there are no better alternatives at the moment the better alternatives are way too expensive anyway that was the that was the big baby story now let's move on to the baby stories so the uk launched a trial to suck co2 from the air it's a weird way to phrase that but uh, so stabilizing the climate uh, what is this so okay the uk government announced a 30 million pound project the last week and as part of the trial scientists will test the most effective ways of drawing climate heating carbon out of the air including planting trees rewetting peatland and spreading rock chips that absorb co2 on farmland this will be the world's biggest carbon capture project and i think if this is successful it will be implemented elsewhere in the eu as well because if not the eu then then maybe somewhere in the commonwealth the commonwealth is a, uh, the group of countries that were formerly british colonies but have since uh, what's the word liberated themselves i guess right so uh i apologize i lost my train of thought there for a second i yeah that's that's the baby story i like this one because not only is the is it the biggest project to capture carbon if it succeeds when it succeeds it will be it'll it'll serve as a precedent it'll serve as a, step, as a stepping stone for bigger projects in different countries where the pollution problem is much more severe right uh another one was that the uk supreme court decided to boost diversity no diversity then no man so the the supreme court announced this week that it will offer paid internships to aspiring lawyers from underrepresented uh, underrepresented communities in a bid to boost diversity within the judiciary all 12 supreme court justices in the uk not in the us 
in the UK all 12 Supreme Court justices are white and just two of them are women are women <laughs> so uh, there's an argument to be made and I am too dumb to make that one <laughs> about how this is just I okay so I have to um, never mind never mind. I shouldn't waste people's time yeah this is a good this is a good story I'm glad that the US Supreme Court has like a lot more uh, people from diverse backgrounds than the UK Supreme Court it, like we're not really the best at doing a lot of things but at least we're on the right track right that's that's what matters and the last story for the for the for last week <laughs> last story for last week last week night <laughs> okay um right, this is something i wanted to talk about was that a project was launched to highlight vital roles of theaters this was again in the uk since uh, theaters often operate on shoestring budgets being forced to close during the pandemic was a bitter blow to the sector and a lot of theaters have not survived a lot of theaters have just shut down permanently so there's this campaign called theater stories that is trying to raise awareness about the importance of theater in for local communities and this is happening uh, while the government while the uk government is planning on slashing funds for art subjects in schools by 50%. 50% is huge. That is half their budget. And the reason why this um this angers me a lot <laughs> is because it's never a good sign. It's never a good idea to remove funding from arts. Like how do I explain this without wasting anyone's time? art helps you get get art helps you connect with your emotions better and it helps you connect with other people a lot better it's a, it's a language that transcends everything you don't need to speak english or understand or have a college degree or anything to understand art it's why uh, people use art in to send highly extremely political messages or extre or share extremely progressive ideas because art uh, is art has a way of bringing people together unlike anything this world has ever seen and that's that's bad news for a lot of politicians because of obvious reasons but yeah this is so yeah this is more of a psa than it is a news story If you have a town hall nearby that's happening in the next few days or weeks and try to find out about it and try to maybe go there and make an argument for providing more funding to arts in general because we we need that more than we need uh anyway else, I guess no that's that's not accurate but yeah we need that very much anyway uh that was 
that was all the stories that I covered that I uh, gathered last week I'm really sorry for not being able to upload this sooner but I have done that now and that brings us to the end of our segment two teaspoons of positivity I would like to thank the one person listening to this <laughs> and uh, I hope that you are healthy and safe wherever you are and thank you so much for tuning in but now I am going to tune out bye bye